Well, welcome to the Miami Church Podcast. My name is Greg, and I am so glad that you are listening right now. Listen, man, life is hard, but we are here to help you. And so I hope you enjoy today's message. And man, our, our, our real prayer and our real hope is that, that the message today will help you take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. You know, one of my favorite children's books, and, and when my kids were smaller, I loved to read this to them, and it was one of my favorite books. It's called We're Going on a Bear Hunt. Do, do you know that book? And if you know the book, there's four kids, and they have a baby sister and a dog, and, and it says that, hey, we're going on a bear hunt. We're going to catch a big one. What a beautiful day. We're not scared. And if you've read the book, you know that along the way, they run into obstacles. And there's this long, wavy grass, and there's this deep, cold river, and there's this thick mud, and then there's this big, dark forest, and then there's a, a swirling, whirling snowstorm, and then the, finally there's a narrow, gloomy cave. And, and each time they face an obstacle, the, the book has these, these famous lines. And it says this, it says, we can't go over it, we can't go under it, oh no, we got to go through it. Welcome to life, my life, your life. Life happens, and life is hard, and there are challenges and obstacles that we face every single day. And to use the words from the book, you can't go over it, you can't go under it. Oh no, we got to go through it. Through it. Uh, listen, I'm not a doom and gloom guy. If you know me, I'm an uh, optimist. But, but hey, I just wanna, we want to keep it real in this conversation. And the reality is that life is hard. 2020 was hard. And sometimes life is hard because you make a decision. Right? You make a choice, or, a, or to use a Bible word, a, you sin. And, and there are things in life that happen to you because you make a choice. And there are consequences for that. There are results. But there's also sometimes in life that life is hard because it's just life. And there are things in life that happen to you, and, and stuff happens, and accidents happen, and, and you don't choose them, you, you can't control them. They, they just happen, and they happen to you, and they happen to me. I mean, this is the human experience, and life happens. And life has always happened, and it always will, and it will continue to happen. So you just got to expect it. I remember when I was in uh, university, I had this professor, and all the time he would say this. It's like he said this every week. He said, hey, class, you're either in the middle of a crisis or you're just coming out of a crisis, or you're about to enter a crisis. I remember sitting there as a student like, dude, what is your problem, man? You're like Debbie Downer. You're like so negative. What's wrong with you? But now that I'm a little older and maybe a little wiser, I, I get what he was trying to say. In fact, he's echoing the words of Jesus from John chapter 16. Jesus said, hey, I've told you these things 
so that in me you will have peace. Look what Jesus says. He says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Jesus says, you will. You can bank on it. There's certain things that are certain. Death, taxes, and problems. You will have trials. You will have challenges. I, I love how the message says this verse. It says that Jesus answered them. He says, hey, I've told you all of this so that trusting me, you will, be, you will have an unshakable and assured deeply at peace. In this world, you, you'll experience difficulties, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And Jesus is like, hey guys, you can just expect it. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking about my neighborhood. In my neighborhood, when I'm driving in my neighborhood, there are these speed humps. And sometimes I'm just daydreaming or lost in thought, and I kind of forget about the humps, and I'll just be driving and boom, and I'll hit them. But you know what? Most of the time, I know they're there, and I slow down, and I'm prepared for them. And Jesus is saying, listen, guys, be, be ready, expect it. Be, be trusting, unshakable, assured, because in the midst of all of this hard, you can be deeply at peace, so take heart, I've overcome the world. Now, we, 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 I think every time we face a challenge or an obstacle, we, we have a choice. See, it happens, life happens, but the key is your response. I mean, are you going to be bitter? Are you going to get better? Are you going to just give up? Or are you going to grow? Are you going to be beaten down? Or are you going to be determined? Are you going to retreat? Or are you going to have resolve? And that's what we're talking about here for a few weeks. Resolve, this idea of determination. Like, I have made up my mind. I have resolved. And so we're going to be talking about what is resolve? How do you, how do you get it? How do you tap into the source of it? And we're going to spend a few weeks here in this message series that we're calling Resolve. You see, because life is hard. Like, oh, man, Greg, man, I mean, I just didn't know marriage was going to be so hard. Yeah. I mean, I've got three small kids. It's like, whose kids are these? Like, how do these little humans know how to push my buttons? Guess what? Parenting is hard. I mean, some of you, you and, or your loved ones, you're, you're facing health challenges. I mean, we're in the middle, we're almost a year into a global pandemic, and guess what? It's hard, and it's taxing on you mentally and emotionally. Like, oh, let's get a little puppy. How cute is that? Guess what? Keeping a puppy is hard. Starting a new job is hard. Starting a business is hard. Work is hard. School is hard. Yes. And we can't go over it. We can't go under it. We got to go through it. You know, Years ago, I remember reading a quote from a guy named Chuck Swindoll, and it stuck with me. In fact, I say this quote to my kids every once in a while, and here's what he said. This is brilliant. He says, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. 90% how you respond. Wow. Sit with that for a minute. That's strong. And here is where I want us to spend a few minutes today. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you that this conversation may not be fun. You're probably not going to email me and tell me how much great time you had. But this is so important because when it comes to life, when it comes to the idea of resolve and determination, do you know your greatest challenge? It's you. 
Your greatest challenge is you. In fact, I say it this way. We face our greatest leadership challenge every morning in the mirror. My greatest leadership challenge is not my wife, it's not my kids, it's not you, it's not my job, it's not, it's not my money, it's not my finances, it's not my health. My greatest leadership challenge is me. It's me. I see it every day when I look in the mirror. And here's the reality. I'm difficult to lead. I know this. I try every single day. And guess what? You attempt to do it every single day. So while this may not be fun to talk about, it's important because it reminds us that we have work to do, that we can be better, that we can grow. So we're going to try to keep it real And this is so important. And and here are a few reasons why I believe that you need to dial in right now and pay attention and why this is so important. Here's the first reason. Number one is you will never be a leader worth following if you don't lead yourself well. Now, when I talk about the idea of leader here, I'm talking about the idea of influence. If you're a mom, you have influence. If you're a boss, you have influence. If you're a classmate, you have influence. If you have friends, you are influencing them. And I know you, right? You, you, you want to be a leader worth following. At home, you want your, your spouse, your kids to follow you. At work, you want your coworkers, your employees to follow you. You want your friends. You, you want to make a difference in the community. Now, let's just a point of clarity here. Exceptional self-leadership is not essential to leadership. Okay? Now, now, you know this. You know this. You know, you know leaders who are a mess personally. I mean, you know leaders who, who, who are a disaster personally. And in fact, you, you may work for, for one of these. They, they actually may teach your class. Uh, you, you may have grown up with one of these. In, in fact, you, all you have to do is, is, is look at the news that's unfolding every single day right now. We all know leaders who are a mess personally, yet... They are still leaders, okay? So you don't have to to have your act together to be a leader, okay? But, it's a big word here, but you have to be extraordinary in self-leadership if you want to be a leader worth following, right? And and I'll tell you the first time you saw this, okay? You, You didn't have words for it. You didn't really think about it. But the first time you saw this was at home when you were growing up as a kid. And, and, and when it comes to your parents, okay, when it comes to your parents, whether or not you want to be like your parents depends on how well they led themselves. See, many of you, you like your parents, but you don't want to be like your parents, right? You, you, you love them. You, you like them. You love spending holidays with them, but you don't want to be like them. And whether or not you want to be like your parents, right, it has far more to do with how they led themselves than, than it does with what they taught you or what they required of you or what they demanded of you or, or even how they disciplined you. Why? Because you will never be and I will never be, we will never be leaders worth following in any capacity, in any arena, if we don't get the self-leadership thing down. I mean, guess what? 2020 was hard. 
It magnified everything. You felt it. I felt it. Now is the time to, to grow and resolve, to grow, to get better, to have determination and drive. Now, another reason this is so important is that exceptional self-leadership is the key to sustained performance. When a, when a person, a parent, a boss, or a leader, when they, when they burn out or flame out or get taken out, it's often related to poor self-leadership. See, great leaders last because they lead themselves first. Okay, here's the bottom line. You want to have sustained impact at home with your kids. You want to have sustained impact with your, your spouse, with your family, with your friends, with your employees, with your coworkers in the community. You, you, want, you want to live the life you dream of living. I mean, you want to fulfill your purpose. You want to accomplish what I believe is your God-given purpose and mission 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, when, you, when your kids are older. And guess what? It all comes down to self-leadership. It all comes down to leading the person you see every single morning in the mirror. And if you don't lead yourself well, you will not, you cannot live the life that you want to live. And so today, I want to just give you three important decisions. And, and these are they're practical. And, and if you want to be a better self-leader, if you want to be a better person, if you want to have resolve, that these are in, so important because your future depends on it. And, and, and your family, the future of your family depends on it. And people you lead at work, their future depends on it. Okay? So this is... One of those stake in the ground, make a decision, make a determination, resolve moments, okay? And today's message is here, okay? So here are three key decisions. Number one, I will not lie to myself even when the truth makes me feel bad about myself. Say that out loud with me. I will not lie to myself even when the truth makes me feel bad about myself. See, this is, this is countercultural. Do you know what's worse than feeling bad about yourself? Hanging on to what's bad about yourself. See, that's worse. See, it's okay to feel bad about yourself if it motivates you to get rid of whatever that's bad about yourself. Jeremiah, Old Testament prophet from the 7th century B.C., he, he makes this amazing statement. And, and we all know this to be true. And here's what he says in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. He says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Now, I'll just be honest with you. I don't like this. I wish it wasn't true. But you know what? I know it's true. That my heart, your heart, they're, they're beyond cure. There is no hope. Who can understand it? The answer is no one. And, and this is why when you, say, when you hear someone say like, well, man, I, I, I don't know why I did that. And Jeremiah's like, uh, excuse me, I know. Have you or someone you love ever said, well, I just, I just don't know why I bought that. Or, or I don't know why I said yes to that. Or, or I, I, I don't know why I fell for that again. And Jeremiah's like, I know, I know. I will not lie to myself even when the truth makes me feel bad about myself. Now, 
the easiest person to deceive is the person in the mirror. Nobody does a better job of selling you on bad ideas than you. Guess what? You are a sucker for you. And as soon as you see something you want, you know what you do? I do it. You start selling yourself on it. Effective self-leadership requires brutal honesty with oneself. You can't lead yourself as long as you are lying to yourself. And here's a place to start. Ask yourself this question. Why am I doing this? I mean, really. Like, why am I doing this? I mean, why am I buying this? I mean, why am I saying this? Why am I sending this? Why am I eating this? Why am I postponing this? Why am I avoiding this? Why am I going there? Why am I wearing that? Really? Decision one, stake in the ground. I will not lie to myself, even when the truth makes me feel bad about myself. Number two, decision two. I will prioritize what I value most over what I want now. (laughs) Man, if you and I got this, if we embrace this, if we live this, it it would save us tons of heartache and tons of trouble every day, every single day. I will prioritize what I value most over what I want now. This is what great Self-leaders do. They think about what? They think about the long term, the long range. They, they think about what they want, right? This is what great parents do. This is what great friends do. This is what good leaders do. Not just about today. It's not just about this moment. It's not just about right now. But they take more of a, a long-term approach, a more of a long-term perspective. Where are you leading yourself? I mean, five years from now, 10 years from now, when your kids are, are 22 years old, where, where are you headed? I mean, what's your goal? I mean, are you leading toward a life of your dreams, the life that you dream about living? The answer should be toward what you value most, not what you want now. See, Because what you want now is rarely what you value most. If you you fail to discover what you really value, you will never get what you really want. Now, for those of us who are followers of Jesus, the the stakes are even higher. Uh, We get a a glimpse here at a a grander vision, a, a, a bigger purpose. Jesus says, Hey, follow me. If we follow Jesus, then, then we, we value what he values. See, what he values must be what we value. In fact, John, who was a follower of Jesus, records this from an eyewitness account. He, he says this in John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. He says, A new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Another. Look what he says, verse 35. He says, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciple. What if you love one another? You're my follower. You're, you're a true follower of Jesus if you love one another. 
The Apostle Paul years later wrote a, a similar version in Galatians chapter 5 or 6. He says the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. The only thing. Now, well, Paul, 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 you, you wrote a lot of stuff. The only thing. He's saying, listen, faith, confidence in God expresses itself through love and concern for others. That's where we as Jesus followers should lead ourselves. That's where, where we should value most. This is, a, this is a grander, bigger purpose. This is a, a mission bigger than us. Consider this. Would you be happy with your life if at the end of your life you had lived your life with faith and love at the center of your life? I actually know the answer. The answer is yes. Because every single funeral I've ever attended shouts yes. I think back to a couple of funerals that I, I've been to that were, that were different. One was in Chicago, and I'll never forget the pastor up there. And he was working so hard to try to come up with something nice to say. And I compare that to another funeral that I went to in Fort Lauderdale where, where people would keep going up and you couldn't get people to shut up. In fact, I remember looking at my watch like, are we going to be here all day? I mean, you know what you learn at a funeral? Here's what you learn at the funeral. The value of a life is always measured by how much of it was given away. How much of it was given away? Decision number one. I will not lie to myself even when the truth makes me feel bad about myself. Decision number two. I will prioritize what I value most over what I want now. And here is decision number three. I will not attempt to lead myself by myself. I mean, this is, this, is, this is simple, friends. This is bottom line. We get this wrong all the time. You can't lead yourself by yourself. I can't lead myself by yourself. Now, this is another sermon for another day, but this is the passion behind our church. This is what I believe is a vision for church, a vision for community, a vision for a faith community. In fact, I would say it this way. Your community determines the direction and the quality of your life. We must have a community with common values. We, we must have a community who, who is moving in the same direction. We need people who will tell us the truth. I need people who will tell me the truth. This is, this is why our Sunday gatherings, whether online or in person, are so important. This is why our kids' ministry is so important. This is why we try to gather together outside of these walls. In fact, the author of Hebrews said it this way. He says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Verse 25, he says, and let us not neglect meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Your community should Motivate. I love how he says it. Should, should motivate and encourage you to do good. It should motivate you to encourage you to acts of love, to doing good, to living beyond yourself. So when life happens, 
whether by a decision you make or just because it happens, then you have a community, a group of people who, who will lock arms with you and they'll weep with you when you weep and they'll rejoice with you when you rejoice. And wherever you are, they love you too much to let you stay there. Let's review real quick. Decision one, I will not lie to myself even when the truth makes me feel bad about myself. Decision number two, oh, you should write this down. I will prioritize what I value most over what I want now. Decision number three, I will not attempt to lead myself by myself. Every one of us ends up somewhere in life And my prayer for you is that you would end up somewhere on purpose. And there's only one person who can ensure that that happens. And it's the person in the mirror. We face our greatest leadership challenge every morning when we look in the mirror. And today we're talking about resolve. And can I just say a quick word to parents, moms and dads? This this conversation is huge because there are little faces with smaller mirrors who are depending on you to lead yourself well. Can I just say a word to some of you who are single and you want to be married? Here is what I know about you. You're looking for someone who is leading themselves well. So, if if we want to keep it real... Be the leader. Be the person that you are looking for. If you are looking for someone who is leading themselves well, and I hope you are, then then you have got to become the person you are looking for. And just a final word. There's no greater gift than to lead yourself well. It impacts you, it impacts your family, it impacts all of those around you. But let me remind you, being an exceptional self-leader does not earn the favor of God. You see, Jesus came, and He came for you, and He offers you the free gift of life with Him of life now, of eternal life with God. And the good news of Jesus does not depend on you and your works and how good you are. It only depends on Him. The good news is that God loves you right now as you are. But also the good news is God loves you so much, He doesn't want you to stay there. So what are you going to do? Life happens. Are you going to get bitter? Are you going to get better? Are you going to give up? Are you going to grow? Are you going to retreat? Are you going to have resolve? Thanks so much for listening today. We would love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email at hello at Also, be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss out on any future conversations. I hope our time together inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey.